everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and we got a pretty hectic schedule coming up today. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some college football, some uh, college basketball, and uh, the Lions and all that good stuff. But joining me, as always, is my co-host, Andy McDonald. Where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at, at Andy underscore McDonald 23. Awesome. And still, still looking for those followers. Yeah, I mean, yeah still... we'll get your followers up. You can follow me <laughs> at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Cullen is not here, but you can follow him at Cullen underscore Logsdon. Maybe he'll get some Twitter followers this week since he's yeah, not since here. His opinions usually he's been, aren't co- right He's anyways, been complaining so all year about it. I... So, yeah, <laughs> we'll see if we can get followers. But uh, first of all, I want to talk about uh, college football. It was a pretty hectic weekend in college football. The wow. second-ranked team, the third-ranked team. The fourth-ranked team, they all lost. Michigan, of course, being that number three-ranked team, they lost to Iowa on the road at uh, at Iowa. Uh, the night game that everyone was anticipating. I know a lot of people were nervous about that game. Um, I personally was not. I thought U of M was going to be able to get the job done. How how did you feel about that? Were you nervous at all? Or I the whole season, like before the week before, I I was not ner- or I was nervous, and then mm-hmm. the week before I got extremely nervous about really. It. Yeah, I, so I, you were freaking out a little. I, bit. I just kind of felt like this game is just such a trip up for Michigan. I just I really I I saw it coming before it actually happened. I knew it was gonna be close. Yeah, and I thought that Michigan would pull away in the fourth quarter. That was my prediction. But I think I was still calm and everything until that fumble happened to start the second half on the kick return. Yeah. that's when I knew I was just like this is gonna be something that goes down to the wire. Yeah, not going to be easy. I actually missed the kickoff fumble because I was still, um, I can't remember which game. I think I was watching the end of the Louisville game. Yeah, so I was still flipping back and forth, and yeah, I, I didn't realize that it was back on already. So I flipped it back, and I saw Iowa had the ball. I was like, yeah. what the heck happened? And then <laughs> I saw that Kron Higdon fumbled, and he ran into his own guy. And that was uh, definitely not a good way to start the second <laughs> half. But U of M lost 14-13 to on a last-second field goal. They were up uh, basically the entire game. They were up 13-11 to um, basically that entire half. Um, yeah, in the third quarter, Iowa kicked a field goal. That yeah. cut the lead to 13-11. to And then on the final drive of the game, Iowa basically just took over. They dominated U of M's defense. They had the trenches dominated the entire game. Um, but what specifically, if anything, do you think went wrong to where U of M lost this game? Because this was a game that they were supposed to win. You know, honestly, for me, I think besides the fumble that started the second half because that caused a lot of trouble, I think in the first half when they're on the goal line and they Iowa got the safety, I, I don't know why anybody, any team ever just hands the ball off and runs it up the middle in those kind of situations. I think you just dive forward with the, the quarterback, get a couple of yards, get yourself more breathing room. Who knows, maybe the next play they get a first down. I think that that play really changed the course of the game because it gave Iowa more momentum right there, gave them the two points, and then Michigan had to punt, give them the ball back, and they obviously scored the touchdown going into the half. So, I mean, I think that was a huge turning point in the game, and I, I the play call right there to just hand it off to Smith up the middle when everybody in the stadium knows that it's coming I really think affected Michigan. Yeah. That was kind of a big turning point in that game because if Iowa doesn't get that touchdown in the two points, they don't win the game. So I just that's to me that's that was the biggest turning point yeah. in the game. Yeah, they would have had to go for a touchdown instead of just kicking the last. Exactly. Um, yeah, the offensive play calling was just terrible the entire game. Uh, they they tried yes. to utilize Jabril Peppers a little too much. They were getting fancy with a lot of the things that they were doing. Uh, there was a third, second or third down where they really, really needed to pick up a first down. I remember telling my buddy that I was watching with, I was like, they mm-hmm. need a touchdown on this drive yep. if they want to win, and they didn't get it. They were trying to get a little too fancy with Jabril and the Wildcat 
um, option offense, and Jabril was basically stopped that entire game. He ran, let's see how many times. He ran four times for 11 yards, and he yeah, had a long of seven. He, yeah, he had one good rush. That was about it. Um, yeah, I think the safety was a big turning point, especially that first down, the first play that they did, they kind of took a deep shot. I thought it was a pretty good idea for yes. them to do because I didn't think that Iowa would really be expecting that. Um, they just missed Darbo again. Wilton yeah. Spate was overthrowing and underthrowing Darbo the he entire game. He didn't have a game. good game. No, it, it, he didn't. Have, this was the worst game that he's had uh, of his career. He went 11 for 26, 103 yards, and the one interception that probably should have been caught by Chesson. Yes, but, yes, that that but, was a toss up. That was, I mean, kind of just a. You it know, was a tough play. It, it was a good play on the uh, that, the freshman defensive back from Iowa. Oh no doubt. But um. But yeah, that, that was a catchable ball. It should have been caught. It would have been a first down. It would have been a huge first down, but uh, they just didn't get the job done. And Devion Smith was the ball carrier on that safety play. He kind of hesitated a little bit to try and go forward. All you got to do is just run, dive run forward, least. dive, get a yard, <laughs> get, get two yards, do something. He hesitated. <laughs> he, stopped. he just stopped. And that's and ultimately why the safety occurred in the end zone. It was a terrible play. The Tim Drevno is... I mean, he he should be taking a lot of heat for for this oh, game. Yeah. I thought the offensive play calls on his part were terrible. A really lot of the bad. run plays were just terribly designed. Uh, yeah. It was not set up for success. U of M did not attack Iowa's weaknesses. They should have just ran up the middle. They should have used their speedy backs more often. Chris Evans, he led yes. the team in yards. He's playing he had, a good game. He had a great game going until they started to rush Devion Smith a little more. Uh, Chris Evans only had eight carries, but he had 52 yards. He led the team in rushing. And then I thought that Ty Isaac should have had the ball a little more, too. He was yeah. the one that had the one touchdown, touchdown for U of M. And it was a really nifty running. I feel uh, like I never saw him after that in the game again. That I, was the only I, rush yeah. he had. Yeah, I was going to say, I he don't think had, I ever saw him He again. had the one rush for seven yards in the touchdown. Yeah, they should have utilized their running backs a little more because they've been doing that all season. They didn't really do that against Iowa. And yeah. I think that's ultimately why. They got to switch it up a little bit uh, on the rushing game. Obviously, Devion Smith is a veteran running back, and Jim Harbaugh has preached about how he trusts him, and mm-hmm. uh, he's the main running back. He's always out there on the first drive. He's the starting running back every game. Yep. But when you have guys like Chris Evans that can utilize the speed, when you have guys like Ty Isaac that can basically do everything, and Higdon is such a tough runner. And you, also McDoom on the reverses, too. It yeah, seems McDoom, like he always finds a way to get yards, Yeah, too. they <laughs> used him twice. Didn't really work out for him. He only had four yards with a long of six. True. And Khalid Hill, they only used him once, too. That's out. I was going to say something about that. I think there was another chance they had. A, uh, they could have got a first down. It was like a third and one, and they ended up pitching it to Higdon to try to and get around the edge. that was one of the running plays that I was talking yes, about. Yes, I, I was so horrible, confused. Horribly designed <laughs> rushing play. I was confused, too. I was just sitting on the edge of my chair just saying, Harbaugh, what the hell are you yeah, doing? Yeah, what are you like, doing? Y- y- come that, on, talk with Drevno. Do something. Um, but now it's being reported that Spate is uh, going to be out for the rest of the season with a broken collarbone that he suffered in that game. He took a couple massive hits um, against the Iowa defense. They were, especially towards the end of the game, they were really getting to him. The offensive line let him down. Do you think Michigan can still get to the playoffs without him? I do want to throw this out there real quick, and I don't know how much it means because it comes from Harbaugh, but I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you follow Nick Baumgartner. He tweeted out that— um, He said Harbaugh said, said that, that all, he, he, all the reports are false. Yeah, are false. I, I, don't, I don't think I don't so. believe that. I don't either I, at all. I don't believe I, Harbaugh. Um, I would like to because Spate's been really good, yes. especially at home. He's been dominant Great, at home. Yeah. Uh, and the next game is home against Indiana. Yeah. But I just— I can't see that being a true statement no. by Harbaugh. Just I know he wants to defend his quarterback, but it 
the injury that he sustained when he came off the yeah, field. Yeah, he's hurt. It, you could tell. Uh, he was holding his arm like He came back broken. in and threw a pass, and that pass that he threw was in Darbo's chest to try to get that first down. It was like a third and eight towards the end of the game yeah. after the after the stribbling interception. That mm-hmm. wasn't a bad pass, and Darbo just it bounced off his middle of his chest and he yeah. didn't catch it. It was a team loss, yeah, guaranteed. For sure. But, um, but, um, no, um, but yeah, well, the playoff hopes. Yeah, how about and, with, with John O'Korn, the backup quarterback? I, I don't think it's the worst option to bring in. That's, that's the good thing is that this guy has played football before and he's done the job before. Michigan has a lot of talent around him. I do, I, I think it really hurts to lose your starting quarterback at this point in the season, especially when you got to go on the road and play at Ohio State. That's going to be really tough. Um, it's definitely still a possibility because this team has so much talent around it. And I, I really think, and I thought I said it coming after this game, this loss is going to bring this team together, I think, more. I, get, you, I think so, too. I, I've been looking at some of the social medias I follow on you know, some of the ones that tweet out a lot more, like Jordan Lewis and Peppers and all that. They haven't been saying anything this week. You can just tell how much this loss Peppers is really— Peppers did yesterday. I, I didn't catch that. What let me mean? let me look that up real quick. Cause you can, I, to me, you can just tell how much it's hurting this team, like how upset they were after that loss, and they wanted to be perfect yeah. so much. And, that, and that's the reason I still think they could beat Ohio State. At the end of the season, and I, I definitely mm-hmm. still think Michigan. I, I mean, the best part is they control their own destiny, and they know that. I mean, you win the Big Ten, you're going to the playoff. I, I mean, well, you can, yeah. I mean, there's so many scenarios at this point to where Penn State, yeah, can even get Penn in, State, Ohio how State, crazy well, Penn is that? State has a better chance than Ohio State. At this I know point because Ohio State has to win their next two games, and then they have to rely on Penn State, State. losing to either Rutgers or Michigan, Michigan State. State I don't think any of those are happen. Michigan State's on the road too to play against Penn State. Yes, so they're, that's not going to be. And playing at Rutgers. We, we've seen what happens yeah, it's, when it's you play Rutgers. at Rutgers. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jabril Peppers tweeted yesterday, no panic. That was all he tweeted, yeah. no panic. So um, obviously I, he was shaken up a little bit after the game, yeah. after the loss. Because typically the day after he tweets after a win. Yeah, like, I, that's what I was looking yeah, for. It was like Sunday. Win, you know, something like that. I was yeah. looking for all the tweets from all these guys. I wasn't seeing anything. Didn't really see no. it going in the next so, day. So yeah, so he tweeted no panic. Uh, we'll see if they panic at home against Indiana. I don't think they will. No, that's, but I think that's the, their playoff chances are still still very much alive without Spate with John yes. O'Corn. I was an advocate of John O'Corn before the season started. I thought he was a more versatile quarterback than Wilton Spate because Wilton Spate he's huge. He's a pocket passer. He doesn't really have that much movement. John O'Corn does a little more, not as much as Jake Rudock from last year. Yeah, but he can still make some plays with his feet when he has to. For sure. And I think that's that's what I particularly like about John O'Corn. I don't really like that about Wilton Spade all that much because he he tried to do it uh, a lot against Iowa this past weekend. It just wasn't. Working. It wasn't working this weekend. It did a little bit before no. this game. But it worked this against weekend, Maryland it not, because yeah. Maryland's defensive line isn't very athletic. No, no Iowa's no. is much more athletic than Maryland. Very but, true. Um, and but I, yeah, so so you think it's good? I, I, the play the playoff chances are still there. I definitely think they still um, have a chance. I think it's really good. I I love John O'Corn. I don't know how much preparation he's going to have before the, yeah, all I got to before say the is, Ohio State game, but he needs to. Thank God they got Indiana game. before they got Ohio State. Yeah. That's that's big for him to be able to at least get a full game in with these guys. Especially at home, too. Yeah, he in needs a, in to a be defense, in that home like atmosphere at least once before it's, he goes to the horseshoe exactly. Ohio it's, State. It, 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 if it had to come, this loss and this injury, it couldn't have come at a better time, I guess. Like for where I, they're at yeah, right now. I mean, I mean, if the, it injury, a the injury could have in happened season, earlier in the season. I'm glad it just didn't happen during like the Michigan State game or yeah, before the anything Michigan like State that. Game. Um, it's not a be- this isn't a horrible loss for Michigan to take. Like it's not going to no. kill their. And plus, it's everybody not like else lost Jabril this week. When you have Clemson and Washington, and Washington losing to a ranked team with their strength of schedule, that just killed them. They're to me, they're done. So you think Washington's done? I really don't think they're going to get back in the playoffs. I don't think so either. Unless um, Louisville, if Louisville loses this week, that's going to help a lot of teams too because they play Houston. 
Yeah, they play Houston. That was one of those picks that I thought that Louisville would lose. I don't think so anymore, just because of how yeah. Houston kind of had a exactly. spiral. I, I think Louisville's going to um, win, but it's a team that I, they could beat them. Who knows? I mean, they could. I mean, I guess we'll just see. But yeah. <laughs> with all these teams the losing, Clemson lost at home to Pittsburgh. That was a huge loss. That was unbelievable. Um, Do you watch that game? I I watched the entire. So game. did I. That was an <laughs> incredible game. That game winning field goal at the uh, last possible second by. Uh, uh, the kicker's name was uh, last name is blew it. <laughs> yeah, and he missed an extra point earlier in the game, and he almost blew it uh, <laughs> with missing the extra point. My dad texted me after that game ended, and he said, "I guess Clemson really blew it." <laughs> yeah, I I loved seeing Pat Narduzzi get that win. Too. Yeah, me too. That's, that's just he, awesome. Because with the way Michigan coach. State's going this season, and then Narduzzi's doing this with a Pittsburgh team, I mean, it's it's, it's bittersweet, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind it's of fun. Kind so, of fun to watch. So with all these teams losing. The playoff uh, committee will unveil their top teams tonight. Who's in your top four? Who do you think that they pick to be in the top four? Well, I mean, you definitely got Alabama, Ohio State. I think it's going to be no doubt one and two to me. Me I, too. I'm picking Louisville to come in behind them. Mm-hmm. And I, after that, I'm looking, I still think it's going to be Michigan. You think Michigan's going to be I think be Michigan could still sneak in at number four. Either See, four or five. It's going to be right there, and they're going to be yeah. fighting for it with Clemson. I, th- I still think one of those two teams are going to stay in the And that, five, that's exactly what it's going to be, too. Yeah. I think Wisconsin's going to leapfrog over Washington. I think it's going to be Bama, uh, Ohio State at two, Louisville mm-hmm. at three. I think Clemson's still going to be at four, just because the playoff committee has been valuing their strength of schedule yes, and their yes. quality wins, uh, quote-unquote <laughs> quality wins. They beat Florida State, who hasn't been that good this year, and they beat uh, Louisville at home that was a huge win for them uh the playoff committee has been i mean michigan's got three wins now against teams in the top 15 that's what you gotta like there i think their argument is that they weren't ranked that earlier in the season yeah which i think is complete baloney i don't really care what it is at the the time yeah they still got the win (laughs) they're still progressing further in the season especially penn state they've been such a surprise and that was a huge win for u of m they beat them uh 49 to 10 10. or something 42 49 Something like that. I was at that game. That was mm-hmm. a huge blowout. But, but yeah, I think it's going to come down to either Clemson or Michigan at four. I just think because of the strength of schedule, I think Clemson will, will be number four. I think Michigan will be five. I think Wisconsin will be six. Washington will be seven. Uh, probably Oklahoma or one of those teams around uh, eight or nine. Yeah. I think Penn State will be right up there, too. So I guess we will see tonight. At, I was already uh, shocked to see Michigan number four still in the AP, so. Yeah, Michigan. Well, well, the AP has been uh, in favor of Michigan over Clemson this season. It's kind of like in '97 when, when uh, the one poll, they I think it was the AP poll was in favor of uh, of Michigan, and the the coaches poll was Mm -hmm. in favor of Nebraska. That's why they split that national championship that year. Kind of a little reminiscent of that, but very true. But we will see tonight at uh, I think it's eight o'clock, seven or eight o'clock. Um, when they oh they do the new rankings. Yeah, I think one of those times we'll see. What they end up saying tonight, I'm pretty excited. This is going to be a huge shakeup. A lot of people expected it, so I've been, I've been waiting since Michigan lost to see these. Yeah, rankings. exactly. Same with me. I I just want to know where they're at. And I mean, either way, you beat Ohio State. Unless Ohio State loses this week, Michigan's yeah. going to get back in that spot. So you win, you're in. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's all it is. They it, I, it's it's been coming down to the Ohio State game the entire regardless season. of yeah. what happened against Iowa. Yeah, that's that's what the I Iowa loss right away. It sucks for them, but they can still they can still, still control their own destiny. Be. Yeah, they can still get in. Win. You're in. Get to the Big Ten Championship, probably replay Wisconsin, probably get that win. You're into the playoff, no problem. Exactly. Moving on to the National Football League, the Lions, they, for the first time in forever, 
they beat the bye week. They yes. they didn't play this week. They were on the bye, but they still somehow managed to get atop the NFC North. The Vikings lost to the Washington Redskins 26 to 20. Green Bay got blown out on the road at Tennessee. That was Did you watch any yeah, of that game? Yeah, I did. I watched almost the whole game. What do you think just, of that game? I just seeing Green Bay get beat that bad is really making me wonder where they're at right now. Aaron Rodgers does not look like the quarterback that he has been in not the past seasons. Their defense is all I know they have injuries, but their defense has just looked the whole the whole awful uh, league has injuries, but yeah, when you got exactly. when you got guys like Aaron Rodgers and you got guys like De- uh, Devonte Adams and playing playing out of his mind yeah. recently, you get Jordy Nelson back, you got Randall Cobb, Richard Rodgers is a pretty decent tight end. Yeah. Uh, they should be winning these games, and Tennessee just lit them up. Demarco Murray had over a hundred yards rushing. Delaney Walker had over a hundred yards receiving. Threw a touchdown too, DeMarco. and Demarco <laughs> threw a touchdown to Delaney Walker. Marcus Mariota has been oh my. I, he, I thought he was going to be good coming out of college. I didn't think he would be this good. Yeah. He threw 295 yards, four touchdowns, and he had a QBR of 96.3. He's looked great. He's, he's looked amazing. He looked good in the Detroit Lions game that they played earlier this season. Um, he's just been great all year. And I'm I, a little surprised at the, uh, the quick development that he's been able to do, For especially sure. with that Titans coaching staff. I, yeah. I don't really think that the Titans have the greatest coaching well, in the world. When have they been doing anything in the past exactly. few years? So, so. <laughs> he's been great, but but are the Lions serious NFC North contenders now, now that the Packers lost to an average Titans team and the Vikings lost to a basically average again Washington Redskins team? I, I think it was something we were wondering about more last week and like we we're still kind of iffy on now I'm I'm for sure I'm with it you're I'm, on board I'm drinking the Kool-Aid you're drinking I'm the drinking blue the blue Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid the Lions the Lions are definitely in contention to win this division because it's so average that like how could you be out of it right now unless you're the Bears the Bears are I, they're yep. done but and I I kind of thought maybe with Cutler They'd be a little bit better, and then what they did they on Sunday, been just, just oh, God, they beat the Vikings on Monday Night Football. But bad. That was about it. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing got. that they've done. And the Vikings have been terrible recently, and beat the Lions too, who actually look like one of the top contenders right now, like as we're saying. But um, no, I I think that the Lions definitely have a legitimate shot when you have Stafford at your quarterback. I mean, yep. you can you can win anything with the I way agree. that he's playing this season. So I I I look at this team and. I definitely think that they have a chance to do it. They have some games where they could slip up down the stretch on the road. I think they play New Orleans on the road, and that's a game that still that scares me a little bit just because it's going to be a shootout. That's a trap game for the, them. I think Dallas is a no-doubt loss on the road on Monday night. Probably. That's one that I'm taking as a loss. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think there is one more game that kind of – I mean, the Vikings on Thanksgiving, that could also still be a really tough game. And then Green Bay at the end of the season is going to be a huge game. So – they have tests still in front of them, but it's a schedule. It's a schedule. It's winnable. Like I can look oh, at every sure. one of their games yeah. besides the Cowboys. To me, I can look at every one of their games, and I really think they could win any of those games in the schedule. So I, I agree, definitely a team that could. I, I think they should be able to noise. beat Minnesota. Yeah, I think they should be able to beat Minnesota at home. They were able to beat them on the road in overtime. They had a great game. Their rushing game has been so terrible. Oh God! It's uh, Adrian <laughs> Peterson is being missed in Minnesota. I, why do they even hand the ball to Asi on the goal line anymore? Dude, Dude he's I don't, never going to score. I don't know. <laughs> Jarek McKinnon had 16 yards. Asiata had 13 yards. Ronnie Hillman had two yards on four carries. Yeah, their running game is atrocious it's right so now. Bad. Sam Bradford has actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Um. He's if they didn't have Sam Bradford, they would be done for. And Stephon Diggs had a pretty big game, if I'm not mistaken. And he made a lot of catches. I think it was 13, like thirteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thirteen was, catches for 164 yards, but his uh, longest was only for 36. So they were true. basically a bunch of dump off passes, passes for like yeah, five yards. Slants, whatever. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph had a pretty good game. Um, Cordero Patterson fell back to earth. He only had three catches for 17 yards. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, this Minnesota Vikings team is just falling apart. And I think it all starts with the injuries. They have had a bunch of injuries. I think basically the whole league, the mediocrity is coming from injuries from, from these teams. And I think I'm kind of surprised at how the Lions have been able to hold on mm-hmm. uh, for so long for with all these defensive injuries specifically. Oh, exactly. DeAndre Levy, John Bostic, the Darius Slay has been injured. The list goes on and on. I'm kind of surprised at how they've been able to stay afloat. That's why when you look um, at Green Bay's injuries, you say, how can you just use that as an excuse with the offensive talent that you still have? Well, yeah, you still have one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league right now, Exactly. And he threw 51 times against Tennessee, and they still lost by 22 points. <laughs> it just goes to show how it's, bad that defense it's is. It's like mind-blowing to me. I thought with Jordy coming back this season that – it was just going to be click, click, click. I thought it was going to be great, too. I mean, Jordy had a really good yeah, game. Yeah, he's he had, had 12, some good games 12 this catches, season. But uh, you can't just rely on one wide receiver exactly. to win you the it, game. Obviously, this is a team game. Tennessee was the better team uh, on Sunday, obviously, with the rushing game, the receiving game. The defense really stepped it up. Brian Arakpo had two sacks out of Tennessee's five. He looked really good. Uh, Parrish Cox made a few really, really good uh, defensive battleways from Aaron Rodgers trying to get the ball to Devontae Adams. One of them was uh, was in the end zone. He made that real huge. Did you see the big hit that he made on Aaron Rodgers oh when my he ran into gosh, the end zone? Oh, my gosh, him up. Yeah, that, that was, was a really good. I don't think in, he should have been flagged for that, to no, be honest with you. No, if, if I, that, I understand that, he's a quarterback, and you're trying to protect the quarterbacks in the league. That rule has just been like that for a, year, a couple of years If you're a runner, now. and if you're a quarterback and you're running into the end zone, you should be able to, to take a hit like that. For sure, and it, it was fair for Parrish Cox to go and try to hit him like that. I've got a question for you. Honestly, okay. is um for the NFC North, do you think any of the whatever team makes it out of there? For one, do you think there's any possibility that two teams can make it in the playoffs out of that division? And then my other question is, whoever does make it, can they even win the first round of the playoffs? I think it is possible. I think just because again of the mediocrity in the in the NFC, especially. Um, you figure that Carolina would be at the top of the division. They're not. They're not even. <laughs> yeah, what happened to them against I, Kansas City? I really they, thought they would start they out blew the game. It again. They blew yeah, another I, game. So oh. Carolina is slipping. Atlanta's at the top of that division. Basically, it's basically Atlanta and everyone else. Atlanta's mm-hmm. probably going to win that division. And then you've got the Seahawks in the NFC West. They're going to lock that one up. They had a huge win know. on the road against the New England Patriots yeah, on that's Sunday Night Football. Big win for Pete Carroll and that's Russell Wilson. You know the whole Super huge Bowl win. rematch. Um, Russell Wilson's been playing like garbage this entire season, but he really stepped into the spotlight on Sunday Night Football. Uh, and the rest of that division, you figure that Arizona would be pretty good, but they're sitting at 500. I'm pretty sure they're four, four and one, or mm-hmm. five, four and one. Man, one of those. Um, Actually, I can look it up real quick right now. Let's see. That was uh, that was definitely a good game by the Seahawks. So, and I, that was the good no call too at the end of the game. I don't know if you caught the end of it. I but thought like, it was a good no call too. A lot of people were complaining like, about yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I but think they Rock were was grabbing them grabbing just as much. Each, yeah. yeah, exactly. They were both grabbing at each other. It was a fair no call. Yeah, Arizona's four four and one. They only beat San Fran by a field goal this past weekend. So Arizona's been slipping, especially yeah. with their offensive talent too, with David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, Carson Palmer's a pretty good quarterback. They got a couple of weapons of J.J. Nelson and John Brown, too. That yeah, just yeah, for sure. And uh, Michael Floyd. You know, the list goes on and on for them, yeah. too, but they just haven't been able to get the job done. I think it can happen. I think it would be probably the Lions and, at this point, I would probably say the Packers, just because I know the Packers have been really bad as of late. Yeah. The Vikings, they're just not a well-rounded team anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, the defensive it, injuries that they've taken, along with Adrian Peterson, Teddy Bridgewater, 
I just don't think that they can compete in the, in the division. I think everybody's anymore. got them figured out from film and stuff. So it just I feel like they're going to keep Their going on a downslope. Their offense is very basic. That's why they fired North Turner. They didn't look really uh, any better this past week. I feel like they don't have a lot of options with that offense to like yeah, really they, change it up. And they just <laughs> released Blair Walsh today. Yeah, um, I got oh. word of that about an hour or two ago. Blair so Walsh kicking project. I'm going to miss Blair Sam Walsh on pro- Yeah, I know. The Blair <laughs> Walsh project. Do you think he's going to get a, a kicking gig somewhere else? I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with all the struggling that's going on in the league with kicking this year, but this dude's missing extra points every weekend and week it's out. It's been he's, bad. That, what happened in the playoffs last year? I mean, the guy's just choking. I, I don't I don't. I don't think I, I why would you pick him up right now? I wouldn't. That, that's my question. I, yeah. I don't see what team would want to do that right now. Unless so. you've got some major problems, I wouldn't pick him yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. He's just been, like, maybe he's been iffy. I think the mental game has gotten to him since what it is last year. Yeah, it, it's all mental. Since last year's debacle mm-hmm. in. Uh, in Minnesota, right, he used to be like in like fantasy football drafts. He used to be one of the top kickers that like would a get top taken. Five kicker. yeah, yeah, and now he's getting cut. Now he's so getting, I yeah. mean, that just tells you what that can do. Yeah, it's been bad for him. But uh, the Lions, do you think the Lions win this weekend against Jacksonville? Yes, I I really don't think they're going to slip up. If, if they do, I would be shocked. It's at home, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's at Ford Field. Yeah, okay, yeah, they're going they're going to get the win. Right. I think they do too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville stays in this game. I think the Lions are going to take an early lead and then give it back. And that's think, what's going to happen. They're going to end up having to win a close win? game. Yep. I well, think it could happen, too. Well, I think it's typical garbage time, you know, Blake Bortles and the Jags, but instead they'll actually come back, get close, and then the Lions will yeah. probably win the game at the end. I agree. I think it'll be somewhere in, like, the 27 to 23 range yeah. or something like that. Um, but, yeah, uh Go Lions, go for sure. Uh, keep it going. Keep drinking I love that Kool Aid. I love seeing. Like I love seeing them win. It's 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 a real fun like, team to watch. Please, just I would. Oh, just to see a playoff win or even a playoff just game playoff this year. Home game just be, would be oh, great. A home game would be amazing. Home playoff game. Things I've never That's got to see I in my life. For. <laughs> 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 Something we haven't seen awesome. up to this point, but. Uh, we've seen weirder things in sports, so um, go Lions, go, and For we'll sure. be. Uh, hey, it's the year, the Cubs. That's I right. Mean, the Cubs won the playoffs, the I, World Series. I, I so mean, um, that's all. And LeBron and the Cavs. I mean, there's just crazy things happening right now. And it's the Lions' so year. It's, it's, isn't it could it? be. It could be. <laughs> ah, gosh, I hate even saying that. I know. So do I. Oh, man, it could moving be. <laughs> on, we're gonna stray away from football now. We're gonna go to college basketball. It was a really interesting first weekend of college basketball. Uh, Duke is the number one team in the nation right now, followed by Kentucky. Uh, a lot of teams look really, really good. Villanova has looked really good in their title uh, protection. Oregon has looked really good. Uh, so what, what, what is one team of yours that you think um, early on, I know it's extremely early. It's, it's, so it's hard weird to, to think about sport. March Madness already. Yes. It, was, it just started. But who, who's one team? That you think can make a real deep run, just from what you've seen so far. I mean, Duke definitely looks like a team again. I, I know they're the number one team in the country, so it's pretty easy to say. But I mean, they had a blowout win on Saturday. I forgot who they played. Uh, Grand Canyon. They've been playing is, some garbage teams. I'm, yeah, so they, I mean, they, they got they've gotten their wins. But I I also think that you know Kentucky they look like that team again that's young again this year. They could start. They always they always seem to get together and just keep doing their thing. Yeah, like I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Could you imagine like just being a fan base and be like, oh, we're gonna have to cheer for our recruit again next year yeah, like you never sure. get the same people to come uh-huh. back but no I definitely think they're a team that can make a run and then I mean you can never count North Carolina out they also seem like a team that could do yeah. some things this year Agreed. I I'd Michigan State I I like with Tom Izzo as a coach but the way that they played against Arizona with a younger team that they have this year that team's gonna grow a lot and they're gonna do some good things this year so I wouldn't be surprised to see Michigan State make a run another one of my kind of dark horses is is Indiana 
Me too. I, they looked really good against Kansas on uh, was it Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. They looked they, amazing. They looked they took, great. They took Kansas to overtime. I didn't think that Indiana was going to be that great uh, to start the year. I thought that they were going to build on the their offense there again. in the early Big Ten season and then maybe make a tournament run. You know, exactly. I, I I didn't think that they would beat Kansas in their first game. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really incredible win. Exactly. I'm with you on Duke. Uh, their 2016 recruiting cr- class was just unbelievable. Yeah, that's all you can say. Yeah, that's exactly. it. They're just blowing up the game. Harry Giles is the he was the number one recruit last year. Jason Tatum he was the number three recruit uh, last year. Frank Jackson number ten and Marcus Bolden number sixteen. They got four of the top sixteen. They haven't even been playing three of those four yet. They only been playing. They've only played uh, Frank Jackson so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, his stats through two games, he didn't start any of the games, but he still had 50 minutes logged. That's crazy that's, for yeah, that's just coming off the bench. He's averaging 19.5 points per game. He's uh, the, the rebounding game isn't his strong suit just because he's a point guard. Point guards don't really do that. But the, the point uh, average so far has looked really good. He's averaging the second most amount of points on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one point average behind Grayson Allen. They're, uh, yeah, he's he's a leader. That's why I think that team is going to keep doing it. And I was surprised that he stayed. And I, As a Duke fan, I am super pumped that Allen, Allen stayed. Yeah, and then the recruiting class that they got, I think Duke's going to be a team to watch. I agree with you with Kentucky. With We're going to find out a lot tonight. Michigan State and Kentucky. Michigan State, Kentucky. That, who do you have for that I, game? I... I'm picking Michigan State. You're picking State. I really am. I think because like I watched Kentucky. I think it was yesterday, Sunday. They had a pretty slow start to that game against uh, whatever school. They ended up winning the game mm-hmm. by like twenty whatever points. Yeah. But I just I think that Michigan State looked really good against an Arizona team. That I, I think Arizona is a good team too. That you know could make a Sweet Sixteen run or whatever. In the, yeah, in I, the, I think so too. I I think Kansas's time is kind of coming. Mm-hmm. A lot of their players left. Um, from this past season, yeah, uh, they tried to make their last, I think, truly last final deep run in the, uh, at least Kansas for a few always years. Chokes in the NCAA uh, tournament, yeah, every year they, they haven't won for a long time. At least for a few years, they're yeah. gonna have to rebuild their team. Um, but they got good coaching, and, and Kansas's tradition is yeah, they'll, they'll still it's find basically a way to like Duke's, like North Carolina's, like Kentucky's, Michigan State's. I think a team to watch for in the next couple of years is Washington. They've been getting a lot of recruits lot recently. Markel Fultz was the number seven recruit. Uh, he was a point guard coming out of Maryland. Uh, yeah, Maryland, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, <laughs> uh, Catholic High School. Um, he's six four point guard. He was a five star recruit. Uh, Washington signed him. And then uh, this upcoming season, they already have uh, the number two recruit in the nation signed uh, to Washington, and that's Michael Porter Jr. out of Seattle, Washington. Yep. So he is going to be a guy to watch. They're going to have a lot of uh, depth with because uh, he's a small forward, and then they got the point guard uh, from this past season. So I think Washington's going to be a pretty fun-to-watch team uh, in the next year or two. So definitely agree with Duke. Definitely agree with Kentucky. We'll see about Michigan State. If they can beat Kentucky tonight, they would That's definitely what I'm change I, my I think, opinion. I think it's just going to be – I think it's a huge game tonight to really see where both those teams are at because they're both really young. I mean, like we said, Kentucky's young every year. They just they oh, find yeah. a way they're, to do they it. they got starting five freshmen every year. So. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that that's a team that could do it. I, I think the Big Ten is just going to be an interesting like conference overall. I think there's a couple teams in there that could really make some runs in Indiana and Wisconsin. I think those are two teams that could yeah, definitely. do some things. Yeah, definitely. I definitely can see those two. 
I can see Purdue making a pretty decent run. They've always got a pretty pretty good team. Mm-hmm. Michigan, I'm not sure about. Let's um, just hope they make the NCAA tournament. That's that's all I bet. At this they, point, yeah, they're not. They're a team last year that I mean, you look at it. If Michigan would have not blown that second half against Notre Dame. They That's, would have went deeper in yeah. that tournament with the seeding that they would have played it in the next round. I believe it was a 13 seed that Notre Dame played the next round, and yeah. um, it was another lower seed. I mean, not the Michigan was a high one by any means, but no, I no, I think they were only like a. But what they did last year with like the talent that they had, you lose Karis Levert, you lose Spike Albrecht that early in the season, and they still found a way to get yeah. into the NCAA tournament last year. Now, Agreed. granted, it was the first four. But I mean, no, Michigan. They 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 could make some noise in the Big Ten. At least get they'll get enough wins. I think against big bigger opponents, ranked opponents, that they'll be able to make the tournament. Who knows? And I what think that's kind of how they made the tournament last year too. With the that, Indiana game. With the, yep, exactly. <laughs> the buzzer beater against Damn Indiana Chapman. in the Big Ten uh, tournament. That was a huge win. So we'll see how uh, the Big Ten does. Um, yep. Obviously, the ACC is probably it's always the conference. supreme. Uh, the supreme conference. So we will see. But we're going to move on to our spread picks and our studs and duds to wrap up the show. This week, there aren't many good college games. Uh, if you looked at the schedule, you would probably agree with me. There's, you know, Colorado um, plays. Who do they play? They play a ranked opponent. Um. To take a look. I'm we're getting this correct today. We're, <laughs> we're, we're not, not we're not screwing around. Um, Colorado. I know that Oklahoma plays uh, West Virginia. That's a pretty good matchup. Mm-hmm. Where's Colorado? Colorado's hiding from us. I can't find Colorado. I think they play Washington State or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we'll go with that for now. But uh, okay. they, there's only really two good games. Hey, so college game day is going to Western Michigan. CMU show. Good for Kalamazoo. Well, I'm going to give him a shout-out. Yeah. Western Michigan good deserves Western a Michigan shout-out for that. P.J. Fleck. Being 10-0, what a you job. deserve that. You deserve the hype. You deserve ESPN's recognition. I mean, this is something that ESPN seems to do every year with college game day. They go to that one school right before the week starts, before the game starts to get big towards the end of the before season. The rivalry they games, pick yeah. that one game that you know doesn't matter. That one team that usually Western doesn't, against two and eight doesn't, Buffalo. Yeah, of course they're playing <laughs> Buffalo this week, but yeah. no, they they pick the team that usually doesn't do good or something. This is just unreal for PJ Fleck and what he's done with them. I it's mean, awesome. Credit you know, to Western Michigan. I'm not a Western fan by any means. I uh, I rep the yeah, uh, maroon and. And, uh, well, hopefully, gold the, hopefully our Chippewas can become but, uh, eligible tonight. We'll we'll see. Yeah, we will see. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's move on to our spreads and studs and duds. So we're mm-hmm. gonna do NFL spreads today instead. We're gonna switch it up. We'll go back to college next week because there's gonna be some pivotal matchups next week. So starting off Thursday night football this week, actually pretty decent game. We got New Orleans at Carolina. Yes. Carolina's favored by four and a half points. Who do you got? I I'm taking Carolina. I I think I think really? I think Carolina weeks or wins that game actually. I think that the Saints have found a way to blow it every single week, no matter what Drew Brees does to try to keep that team in games mm-hmm. and win them. I just I think I think Carolina finds a way to get the win. But who knows? Carolina surprised me every week this year <laughs> the way they lose. So. I think Carolina's gonna uh, cover the spread as well. I think they're gonna win. Uh, definitely be more than four and a half. <clears throat> I just think Drew Brees has been turning the ball over a lot yeah. recently, and Cam Newton's actually looked pretty decent, even though they lost to Kansas City in that uh, comeback win that the Chiefs Another had. pick for Barry, wasn't it? They got the – or was uh, who it was? I can't remember who got the interception return for a touchdown. I think it, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. Yeah. Eric Barry? Yeah. I think you're right. I think yeah. you got it. Um, so, yeah, I think Carolina's going to win that game easily. I, I think that they'll win by, you know, seven to ten points. Uh, Philadelphia at Seattle is the next one. Seattle's favored by four and a half. This is on Sunday. Uh, I I'm, I think Seattle. I mean, I, I, I'd take Seattle. And they're giving Philadelphia four and a half points to win. 
I, uh, well, Seattle's favored, yeah. So oh, Seattle's the favorite. Seattle's team. favored. Philadelphia gotcha. is starting the game up four and a half to nothing, essentially. Okay. Yeah. So, no, do you think Seattle can cover that? Yeah, I think I think they do. Okay. No, no problem. I don't think I think Philadelphia's been an up and down team all season. So I agree. I'm gonna go with Seattle on that one. Next up is Green Bay at Washington. Uh, this is the Sunday night football game, I believe, and uh, Washington is favored by three points at home. So they're saying if this was played on a neutral field, yeah, it would I'd just be a pick your pick your pick poison your team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I'm gonna take that. I think I think Washington wins the game by about a field goal. I think it's really, a, I, yeah, I think it's a close game. I, I think I think Washington's been playing somewhat better. I mean, Kirk yeah. Cousins looked better than he did early in the season. So yeah, this was a toss up for me, but I think I'm gonna go with the Packers, the Packers. just because it's getting to that point in the season. They, now. It gets to that point. They desperately need a win. The Green Bay Packer fans are going to come for all of the coaches' heads if they don't win this game. Yeah. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers steps up. I think the the receivers make plays. I think the defense makes plays. Washington doesn't really have anyone uh, really great on their offense. I know Jordan Reed is one of the best tight ends in the league, but you can only throw to a tight end so many times before the defense recognizes that. Yeah, I exactly. think Green Bay defensively is a little more smarter than that. I think Green Bay will win. I think they'll win by a touchdown. They uh, they beat them in the playoffs last year. Rem- uh, remember that. That was at Washington as Very well. True. Monday Night Football this week, pretty interesting matchup is Houston against Oakland. This is in Mexico City. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, I guess it's, it's te- I guess technically Oakland is the home team. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they determine that. But Houston, um, or pardon me, Oakland is favored by three and a half points. So, yeah, I yeah, I'd say so. I, th- I think Oakland's a better team right now. I think I think Oakland yeah. looks good, and I, Derek Carr's a good young quarterback. But just for that game personally, I yeah, I think Brock Osweiler hasn't done enough to give this team wins, and when they play a good team like Oakland, yeah. I'd take Oakland to cover that. Yeah, Brock Osweiler's been probably one of the most average quarterbacks in the league this year. Yeah. I don't know if you would say that as well. I think, obviously, Alex Smith is always, in my yeah, opinion, like average the, the prototypical <laughs> average quarterback. He doesn't do anything Brock's flashy. Had, Brock's had his games, but, but then there's ones where Brock's like, had his games, but I think uh, Derek Carr, uh, Amari Cooper, those guys are going to get the job done. I think mm-hmm. that Oakland wins by 10 points. Finally, we got the Lions game. I always save the home team for last, uh, the Detroit or Michigan or whatever it is. So it's Jacksonville, like we already said, Jacksonville at Detroit. Detroit is favored by a whopping six and a half points. Yeah, I'm taking Detroit in that. You're taking the yeah, Lions, yeah. good old Leos. I, yeah, they, you're sipping the Kool Aid a little more today. I, I am. I I I believe in it. I mean, man, the way it's going right now. But Jacksonville's just a. I I think they're a bad team. I I just I think that they're gonna win that. Yeah, game. just to just to be conservative about this, I'm gonna pick Jacksonville oh. just because I want the Lions to win. This is how I yeah, usually yeah. play this game. Is that you know it's easy to pick the Lions at home. Especially against a, a two and seven or whatever record the they, they only have two wins, <laughs> Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna pick Jacksonville just because the Lions have had to come from behind basically every game to win this. Season. Yeah, I can definitely understand um, it. Like I said, it could end up being that close. But it could be that close. I'm gonna pick Jacksonville just because I want the Lions to win. If I'm wrong, I'm happy. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if I'm right. I'm also happy. Right. So, so we'll, <laughs> win, win. We'll, we'll see what happens on uh, on Sunday. So we're going to wrap up the show now with our studs and duds for the week. So who's your stud? My stud, he didn't actually play this week, but he got awarded yesterday, Michael Fulmer. 
I yes, outstanding good season. He that deserves is a great pick. rookie of the year. Flipping it back to baseball real quick. The guy just barely went over three on the ERA. That killed me when that when he finally went over three this year. But still a three point oh six ERA. That's great. Eleven and seven record overall. He had one hundred and thirty two strikeouts. Outstanding pitcher. He was the, one of yeah. the only reasons the Tigers were in the race going down to the stretch this year. And I can't wait to watch him in the future for this team. He's so young. I think he's only going to get better. And yeah. once he gets more conditioned to pitching later in the season, I think it's just going to keep up. Because he did struggle a little bit as the season started to get later, or he wasn't as good as he was. I mean, then again, we were spoiled with some of the performances <laughs> we were seeing all summer long. Yeah, for being sure. Detroit Tigers fans and watching him. But yeah, no, Michael Fulmer is definitely my stud this week. That is an awesome pick. I didn't even think of that. Um, they released those last night. They Corey did. Seager won the National League Rookie of the Year, which was definitely well-deserved. Uh, but, yeah, Michael Fulmer, great pick. Uh, I definitely uh, am in favor of that. <laughs> You're probably not going to be in favor of mine. I went with Ron Caluzzi, um, former CMU punter, went to Iowa. He absolutely oh, yeah. dominated the game against the Wolverines. He punted six times. For 282 total yards, he averaged 47 yards a punt. With a long of 54. He had an outstanding game. He pinned the Wolverines deep. That's why they had to uh, be in the back of their end zone and they got safety out it's of that. A big reason in the game why they special did special teams, teams in is that as game. big as offense and defense. So I got to give it to Ron Caluzzi. Man. Shout out to you, former CMU Chippewa. Uh, you are making us here proud. Cullen's, uh, Cullen's going to have to step up with these uh, stud picks this week. He's going to come back with something good next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll see what he said. We'll see what, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what he <laughs> thinks of that stud pick. Um, who's your dud this week? My dud's Philip Rivers. He threw four interceptions in the fourth quarter to yep. lose that game. And I and just the San Diego Chargers in general, the way they've been losing games this season, it's unbelievable. But he threw it on the two-yard line when they had a chance to take the lead late in that game. Then he threw the pick six to seal it too and lose the game. His worst performance of the year by far, and just con- this Chargers team just continues to fall apart. And when Phillip Rivers is falling apart, that's that's not good. They a bye week couldn't have come yeah. at a better time for them to maybe really put something back together. But yeah, Phillip Rivers definitely my dad this week. You know they're that. kind of the anti Lions. They keep blowing games. <laughs> yeah. You know they could be a, a top of the the, 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 the AFC West. Yeah. Uh, with Bronc- with the Broncos, in with the Chiefs, game. with the Raiders. They're in every game. It's unbelievable. They just can't finish the, the job that they started. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, that's, a, that's a good pick, too. But uh, I'm going to stick with football. I'm going with the NFC North. In a week that the Lions didn't play, they decided to go 0-3 and give the yeah. Lions to the division at this point. Seriously. <laughs> I th- yeah, I just don't understand how the Vikings go from 5-0 and to 5-4. and The Green Bay Packers go on the road and lose by 22 to an average Titans team, and the Bears got absolutely demolished. On the road at Tampa Bay, I just don't get it. I, if you have an explanation for me, tell me because I I don't get <laughs> I it. I don't. I don't. You don't. Okay. Well, um, we'll see if the Lions can keep their uh, first place. We'll see if the Wolverines can come back from their heartbreaking so. loss. Blue, we'll see if uh, Duke and Kentucky can get the job done. We'll see if Michigan State can uh, pull off that win tonight against the Wildcats. That is a huge game. So uh, that's going to wrap up our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been Unsportsmanlike Conduct. For Andy McDonald, I am Vaughn Lozon. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time.